Hey everyone, welcome to the House Church Podcast. This is Pastor Jamie here. I'm so glad you decided to join us for today's broadcast. Every time we come together as a church, people encounter God. So my prayer is that you too would experience His presence and hear His voice for yourself. Please enjoy today's message. heaven we thank you for this morning we thank you for the opportunity to bring the word this morning I, I want to slow down a bit and acknowledge your lordship Jesus you are God we acknowledge you this morning we lift your name on high this morning we worship you we adore you you are so amazing you're Oh, there is so much in you that we don't understand, but we want to. There are so many parts of your character that we can't comprehend, but we want to. We want to know you better, Jesus. Help us to to seek your face. Help us to align with your will. Help us to, to grow and to be more like you. Bless our word this morning, Jesus, and be glorified today. In your name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. Amen. So this is uh, part three of our Kingdom Warrior series. As I said last time, (laughs) when I preached the first time and told Pastor Jamie it was a three-part series, (laughs) it was... I put a lot of pressure on them, make me let me preach again. Um, and it's interesting. The Lord gave me like the series, but I realized as we've gone over this last three months, because I've I actually this is the third time. This is it's been three months. It's changed. What I thought I was going to be talking to you about today, three months ago, isn't what I'm going to talk to you about today. But that's okay, I mean, because, you know, I'm, I'm in process with Jesus. I mean, <laughs> if anybody here thinks that Jesus is static, man, we're missing him. He's always moving. He's always expanding. He's, he's pulling me along. So I might think I know what he's talking about. And then I realize, man, Jesus, I didn't know. Man, <laughs> I'm in a different place. But I believe that I'm where he wants me to be this morning. And I believe <laughs> and I pray that you come along with me so that we're all with him by the end of what I'm preaching. Is that okay? Are we, are we, are we tracking? All right, so, so we're going to start. I want us to go back to our anchor text where I set this up three months ago. 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 through 5. 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 through 5. Verse 3 says, Join with me in suffering 
like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Say, good soldier of Christ Jesus. Now, what's interesting, I, I called this series the Kingdom Warrior series because I thought that was cool, thought it was kind of sexy, Kingdom Warrior. <laughs> but I was, when I was praying with the Lord last night, he goes, you know, it's okay, Austin, but I really, I want you to focus more on being a soldier than a warrior. Because the word warrior tends to denote this rugged individual, I go out, I do my thing, I'm a warrior. At least that's for me when I think about that. But God was like, no, no, I want you to more focus on being a soldier because a soldier is a part of a unit. It's a part of a group. He's aligned inside a community. And so when we, when we, when we launched on this, you know, a few months ago, we, we focused on what I call the, a, a principal pillar of being a good soldier, and that is understanding and operating in unconditional love. I said unconditional love is a, is a foundational pillar if you're going to be a good soldier. And God began to show me, and I, and I began to break out the fact that I think we, we oftentimes don't unconditionally love everyone. That we unconditionally love people we like or people that are important to us. And what I was sharing is that as good soldiers, we have to begin to love the unlovable, love the unseeables, not allow politics and, 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 and theology and and denominationalism to limit who we love. And I think right now, what's going on right now, I think is very important. I mean, what's going on in Israel right now, the question is, are you allowing politics to decide which of the sides you love? Or are you loving everybody? Do you see what's going on over there like Jesus sees it? Or are you kind of on the right wing, left wing side of this thing? I'm just gonna stay there for a second. We have to be unconditional lovers we have to be praying and speaking over the world as if Jesus is. And we have to love everybody. Jesus wants everyone. He wants everyone. He wants everyone. None should perish. That was three months ago. Hope that's settled with you. Then we, then in part two, we kind of spent some time on authority. And I set up how man was designed to operate and commune with, with God. And the authority and power we flow in is directly aligned to our relationship with him. It's not separate. God designed us to be in community with him. And the power that flows from him is supposed to be directly in relationship to our relationship with him. I'm going to sit there for a second because I, I oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I think we limit 
who we can be in God, who he has called us to be, because we don't have a true revelation of how we were created. When Adam was created by God, he had unlimited access to God's power. God didn't say to Adam, well, you know, I'm only going to give you a little bit. Oh. Anything Adam needed, any power of God he needed, he had access to. That's how we were designed. That is how we were designed. We weren't designed to be little carriers of the Spirit of God. When the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh, God didn't limit it. When I read here, I don't see him saying, oh, I'm only going to give you a little Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm going to come over here. I, I, he didn't say, hey, I'm God. I'm all-powerful. I'm all-knowing. I'm all-capable. I can do anything I want to do, but I'm only going to give you this amount of me. It really comes down to how much of him I want, how much of him I'm willing to go after, how much of him I want to experience, how much of him I want indwelling in me. It's, it's up to me. The, the power and authority I walk in is all up to me. It's up to me. And God was beginning to deal with us, and I hope, I hope we landed it where it's like, hey, okay, Yes, there's power and authority, and he is clearly giving all of us something to do. We've all been commissioned to do something. We've all been created by God to do something. And I said that, you know, that thing that we're called to do is found in our relationship with God. God, the Father, tells us that. It's cultivated in relationship with him, and then ultimately it's affirmed by community. And so as I'm moving into part three, I, first, I, I felt the Lord was saying, you know, you should spend a little time helping people understand why you are going after this topic, Kingdom Warrior series, in the first place. Like, like, like Austin, what? And, and I realized I, I didn't spend a lot of time telling you why I was really going to do this. What, what God had put in me to talk about. Why are we talking about this? And, and, and the Lord began to show me. Well, I should say that there's a, there's a fundamental question in the earth that we need to answer. My life, as I live it, do I see my life as part of a larger collective 
experience? Or am I just living my life for me? And if I'm just living my life for me and I get saved, is that it? Is salvation the primary goal of my life? And then once I get saved, I just live my life the way I want to live my life, and I'm just kind of sitting here, you know, hunkering down, waiting for Jesus to medevac me out of here when he comes again. Is that what I'm, is that my life? Or is my life really a part of a larger story? Am I part of a larger kingdom collective where Jesus is the head and he has me a part of something bigger than myself? What, what really is it? And when I think about my Christian life, when I think about how I was taught, you know, when I got saved, a lot of the conversations I had and a lot of the preaching around me was really about me. My relationship with God, my salvation, making sure it was sure, all of my discipleship training, all of my Bible study was really about me. Because the gospel of salvation was what was driven in me. Jesus is the Lord of your life. You, you accept him as Lord. You get saved. Now you're good. You're going to go to heaven when you die. And when I think about a lot of the teaching I see and, and, and I hear and a lot of the focus, a lot of the focus is on me. Man, I got to get faith so I can get healed. I got to get faith so I can be blessed. I got to get faith so my family is good. It's all about me. And the Lord was showing me like, well, yeah, this is kind of about you, but you are part of a bigger deal. And if it was just about you, Austin, as soon as you got saved, I'd take you out of here. But it's not just about you, Austin. It's about, Jesus was saying, it's about me. Jesus said it's about him and what he wants to accomplish in the earth and how I help him do that. And so the Kingdom Warrior series, the Kingdom Warrior series is about, now how do I begin to, 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 to try to shake us up a little bit to get us really thinking about our life in the context of something bigger than ourselves. Salvation is good, but it's the first step in a kingdom experience. And Jesus wants a kingdom experience, and he wants us to be a part of that. And we are called to be part of that because we are called to be a part of his body. So you're saying, wow, what does it being a warrior have to do with being, a, being, a, being in the body? And I was like, well, wow. The body of Christ is the agency in the earth where Jesus is going to get done what he wants to get done. It is the agency him the head, where he gets done 
what he wants to get done. But if I don't see myself as part of a body and I'm not trying to figure out how I fit in it, if I only think about myself and how I'm going to get blessed and how God's going to take care of me, the body will not function the way Jesus wants it to. It's time we start really leaning into this. I started thinking about, wow, why? I was like, man, Lord, like why? Like, like, like when I think of how Christendom grew up in America, I ask myself, why is the, was the body not focused more on? And the Lord showed me clearly. He said, well, because there was division in, the, in America. Like how could a theologian effectively talk about the body of Christ inside a racial frame? How could a theologian in the 1780s effectively talk about the body of Christ when a black man wasn't considered a full man? No, I'll come over here. How could we talk about the body of Christ when a woman wasn't considered a full person? Well, if I focus on salvation, I don't have to deal with that issue. I can just talk about you, your relationship with Jesus. You do what you need to do, and we're good. But if I really start talking about the body of Christ, and I really start talking about the individual parts of the body, then I can't, I can't say a woman is less than a man. I can't say a black man is less than a white man because the body is one body. And so if we're really going to get into this, we're going to have to deal with a lot of things in the earth realm that are really in the way of the body of Christ operating the way the body of Christ is designed to operate. Jesus wants his body to operate the way he designed it to. And if I don't feel I'm a part of the body and I don't feel I have to really figure out how I fit, well then, you know, I'm good and everybody's good. And, and man, and the world isn't where the world needs to be because the body of Christ isn't affecting the world the way we're supposed to. Are you tracking with me? So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12. <laughs> Just as the body, the one, has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Verse 13. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Now, last time I talked about your commissioning. God has called you. There's an identity you have. I believe that identity is your body part. We all don't have one identity. We're not, we're not all eyes. We're not all ears. 
And I love the fact that Paul uses the body because the body is a very intricate system. There's a lot going on. If you've had any biology classes at all, you know the body's a pretty amazing system. It's an amazing system. And you notice that Paul doesn't say Jesus has multiple bodies. He doesn't have a black body and a white body. He doesn't have a male body and a female body. He has one body. Are you tracking? So if there's anything that we see in our systems that prevent us from being truly one body, we have to go after that with force. We have to stop allowing and acquiescing to things we see in the world, oh, also in, 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 in the body of Christ that separate us. How can I let denominationalism get in the way of us flowing as one body? You're a Calvinist, you're a Lutheran, I'm an AME, and so we don't really get along because we can't figure out all the little theological tenets that we agree in. Jesus is like, get over yourself. He's the king of kings, Lord of lords. You're in his body. Figure it out. It's time we figure it out. It's time we sit together and we, and we decide, are we going to allow theological differences to get in the way of us truly operating as one body, or are we just going to let that continue to happen? It's time we... Man, we got to get out. We, man, we have to go after this with force. We have to go after unity with force. Because left to its own, okay, break it down like this. If you don't apply force to keep something in order, it will tend towards disorder. Left to its own devices, it'll just flow off. And no, no you, have to, you have to apply force. We have to decide we want unity. We have to decide we want to work together. We have to decide that we are one body and we're, Jesus is the head and we're going to start doing the things he wants to do. That's a decision. Because if we don't do that, it won't happen. And we see that right now. I mean, if you look at... You, you, <laughs> If you look at what's going on in, in, in the United States right now, in, in the church right now, you see a lot of division. You don't see guys saying, hey, you know what? We got to stop all these conversations about this or that, and we need to come together and see what Jesus is saying. I'm not seeing guys on TV say that. I see them talking about, well, we don't like woke this, or we're, you know, we, 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 you're not conservative enough, or you're too liberal. I mean, we, see, we see a lot of that. Oh, man, come on. Why am I going here? Because, because as, 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 as kingdom soldiers, we should want to have unity in the ranks so that we can advance together. We have to want that. We all have to want that. But if I don't see myself as part of a body, 
I don't see myself as having any, you know, part in something bigger than me, then I really won't. I'll be good living my life, being a good neighbor, paying my tithe on Sunday, looking for Jesus to come back, and I'm going to go to heaven. I'll be good. And I can do that. And I can be good. But the question I'll ask us is, when I show up in heaven and I stand before Jesus and have to give an account, will that satisfy him? When he says, Austin, why didn't you take your place in my body and do the things I called you to do and do the things I created you to do? And is he going to be satisfied with me saying, well, Lord, well, you know, hey, you know, I accepted you as my Lord and I was waiting for you to return and, and, and really establish your kingdom here. And that was what I was called to do. Do you think he's going to be satisfied with that answer? I mean, do you think he's going to be satisfied when you tell him, I didn't do what you called me to do because I really didn't think that was my job to do because really I'm only supposed to be saved because that's what I was called to do, be saved. I don't think so. I don't think so. He might view it, he might view it as the guy that took his talent Buried it in the ground and said, Well, Lord, I buried, you know, you're a hard man. I, you know, he might view it like that. Have you thought about it? The gospel of salvation is focused on me, the gospel of the kingdom is focused on Jesus. And as kingdom warriors, as kingdom soldiers, we need to step in line, understand that Jesus is our commanding officer, and we need to start following his directions and do the things he's called us to do. Can I get a witness? And my ask, my, my, I'm asking you, I'm asking us to say, hey, listen, oh, man, Lord, if I haven't been living my life for you, help me too. Help me to, Lord. Help, help, help me to. Help me to understand who I am in you. Help me to, to have the courage to step out and do some things you're calling me to do because it's real safe just being saved. No, think about it. It's really safe for me to be a saved Christian in America, sitting in my house, watching, you know, sermons on Sunday and paying my tithes. That's a safe life. I mean, I probably lived my life doing that and then, you know, Monday through Saturday, do whatever I want to do. And that's a pretty, like, some people can live a pretty good, safe life doing that. And if all I want to do is live a safe life, or do I want to live a kingdom life? Do I want to live a life that's bigger than me? Do I want to live a life that's part of a community and, 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 and that's bigger than me? And only you can answer that question. Only I can answer that question. But the Kingdom Warrior series, I believe, really was about that. It's about trying to get us out of ourselves into a bigger paradigm that's tied to what Jesus wants to do in the earth. Amen. 
So let's move to Ephesians chapter 4 because we're going to, we're going to land it here. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we are all reach unity. Somebody say unity. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As a, as, as a pastor, as a teacher or a prophet or an apostle, our, our job isn't just to prophesy to you or say I'm apostle or act like I'm great. Our job really is to help the body mature, to call us into unity, to call us into oneness and allow us and, and challenge us to grow. Now, yeah, that's partly my job, but I can also say, if you don't want me to, if you don't want me to challenge you to grow, if you don't feel that you need to grow, it's not just on the fivefold. If the church doesn't want to grow, it won't grow. If you don't want to be taught, if you don't want to be challenged, if you don't want to try to get figure out where you're supposed to be, you won't grow either. So if I'm not preaching to you about unity and you don't care about unity, we won't have it. It's a two-way street. I'm trying to encourage this church to want that, to, 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 to draw on that. When I'm talking to an apostle or a prophet, I want to, I want to know that he's trying to grow me up in the body. I don't want to just prophesy to me so that I can feel good about me. I want to understand how I fit in this bigger picture. Who am I in the body of Christ? What position am I? I'm so excited that Jamie Winship is coming because he's going to do this thing on identity, man. He's going to unlock some things. Your identity is tied to your position in the body, but then you have to want to grow. You have to want to learn. You have to want unity. We have to want unity. We have to want it. We can't just talk about it. We just can't gloss over it because if we look at the world we live in, we don't have it yet. We don't have it yet. I think disunity in the body is one of the biggest blemishes in the body. 
and Jesus tells me he's coming for a bride without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. But if I'm satisfied with this unity because I don't care, because I don't see myself as part of the body, am I hastening Jesus' return? I can't sit here and just act like Jesus is going to better back me out of here when I'm not doing things necessary for him to come back. I mean, am I alone? Am I alone? It's time, house family, that we begin to see ourselves in the bigger kingdom picture. We're called to influence this river valley. We're not going to do it as a bunch of individual people. We're not going to do it because, okay, Austin's is going to go down there and impact the River Valley or, or Pastor Dave's going to do it. That's not how it's going to work. That's not how it's going to work. That's not how Jesus works. It's going to work when we come together, when we understand where we fit in this thing, and then we go out as Jesus being our lead. That's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. So my ask of you, my, I, I just, man, I, I was trying to figure out, like, Lord, how am I going to land this plane? How am I going to land this? How am I going to, how am I going <laughs> to, how am I going to land this plane? And the Lord said to me clearly, said, Austin, listen. Implore the people to desire unity as I desire it. Jesus prayed in the book of John that we would be one as God and Jesus are one. We can't be one if we're a bunch of individuals. We can't be one if everybody just wants to be an ear. We can't be one if we think Jesus has multiple bodies. We can only be one when we understand our identity and we ask Jesus to plug us in and snap us in so that we begin to function and operate the way the body was designed to function and operate. We, want, we need to want that. I need to want that as your teacher. You need to want that as a member. We all have to want that. We have to stop just wanting God to bless me indeed. And we have to start asking God, how can I be a part of the body and what you're trying to do? It's got to be bigger than me. Praying for my house is just infant prayer. We're called to be mature believers. We're called to be mature in Jesus, where we pray for nations. Where we pray for the atmospheres to change. Where we pray for the kingdom of heaven to come down and impact Hezbollah and, and Israel and, and Gaza. That we want to see Jesus come down and do miraculous things because as a body, we can do that. I said last time that the whole authority of heaven belongs to us if we decide to use it. How can, I, how can I say that on one hand and not believe it on the other hand? It comes down to my revelation about who God is. It's time that we begin to, to operate and believe and function the way Jesus has called us to. 
Jesus wants everybody. Jesus wants the world. He wants the world to look like heaven. He's called us as his body to be the agency to help get that done. Do you want to help get that done? Then give God hand praise this morning. Give him praise. Stand to your feet, please. My goal over these last few times was to do two things. Few is one is challenge us to be unconditional lovers of people. See the world the way Jesus does. Ask yourself, do you do I really care about everybody? Or do I only care about the people I care about? Jesus wants us to care about everyone. He wants us to pray for everyone. He wants us to desire everyone to enter the kingdom. None should perish, amen? That starts with a heart condition that is unconditionally loving, that's unconditionally focused on the things that Jesus is focused on. Second, he's calling us to walk in the authority of Christ, to understand who we are in him, to understand that we've been made in the image and likeness of God and that the things that we say matter, the things that we, 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 we speak to can be affected if we decide to. And thirdly and lastly, that we are a part of a bigger collective, that we are the body of Christ, that we are in him, and that we should desire to be one as Jesus and God are one. Father God, I thank you for this time. I, I pray Lord, that, that hearts were stirred and, and, and pricked this morning and that we would begin to see ourselves through a different lens, through a kingdom lens, through a lens that is focused solely on you. Lord, I bless the people this morning. I ask that you would move with, with power and authority, that, I, I, that, I, that, 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 that blind eyes would be opened, that deaf ears would be unstopped, Lord, that, that, that the kingdom of God would be manifest in our presence so people would know that your word is true and that, <laughs> Lord, thank you that, that the things you say are true, that you desire us, that you desire us to be with you, that you desire us to be one, that you desire us to impact the world for the kingdom of God. And so I speak a blessing over the people today, Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he shine his face, let it radiate over you, and let his peace, his shalom, encompass and keep you. 
in the matchless name of Jesus, let everybody say together, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. It's our hope that God touched your life in a truly meaningful way. And if you were impacted, please let us know by writing a review or share it with friends. If you'd like more information on The House Church, we would love to connect you with our community. Please visit us at ithehouse.org for more information. We'll see you next week.